Welcome to a Calvary Montclair Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will learn of Jesus, grow in Jesus, and share Jesus with other people. Service times are on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For addresses and directions, please visit our website, www.cmontclair.com. We pray that you are blessed by the teaching of God's Word by Pastor Joe McTarsney. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, reading verses 12 through 19. Paul writing to the people at Corinth in verse 12, he writes, For as a body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one members, where would the body be? Today we're going to look at five reminders from Paul for the body of Christ. And these verses that we are gonna study today, we're going to highlight and to drill deep into five reminders from Paul for the body of Christ. Back then, it was for them. Today, in practical application, it's for us. So the first one I'd like to highlight, it's in found in verse 12. And the first one is that Paul reminded them to remember their physical body, to remember their physical body. We see in verse 12, notice with me verse 12, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body be many are one body. You know, the human body is truly incredible. It's amazing. And even as Paul chose to use the human body as an illustration of both unity and diversity, the human body we know in a given 24-hour period, our heart beats 103,689 times. Amazing, isn't that? We breathe 23,000 times. We inhale 480 cubic feet of air. We eat 3.5 pounds of food. I think I eat 4.5 pounds of food, (laughs) to be honest with you. We speak 4,800 words. And I know some of you maybe double that. 
remove our muscles 750 times and exercise 7 million brain cells. So it's no wonder why we're tired by the end of the day, huh? <laughs> our, our body, our God-given body came from a designer and it's so beautifully and wonderfully made. And it's amazing how these different parts are all unified all at the same time. In a very, very, very similar way, believers, we all belong to a worldwide diverse church and we're all connected in Christ. We're all connected in Christ. That's what he says at the end of verse 12, also in Christ. He uses the body as an illustration how there's diverse parts, there's different functions, but it's all unified. So in Christ, there's churches in the entire world, and they're all diverse. They don't look like us. They, all, they don't function like us. But the common denominator is that we're all connected in Christ. We all see each other through one color, and that's the color red, the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 5 says, So we, the entire body of Christ, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. So we have our identity. We have our, we, we're individuals and we are uh, all connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, connected, connected to him, and yet we are part of, of a functional body. And, and Paul wants this, this word body just to be really reiterated, to, to drill down deep that we would, we would get this concept. And so he chooses to use this one word body 18 times in verses 12 through 27. In verses 12 through 27, he uses that word body 18 times. So, he, so Brother Paul is making a point here. And it's so important to know that we are not just a group of people, a group of strangers. We're all family members in a larger community, and the head of the community is Jesus Christ. And he commands us. It's not a suggestion. He commands us that we will get along, that we will get along and love one another. It's in John chapter 13, verse 34. These are the words of Jesus from his heart, from his mouth to, to us. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So because he has loved us, we're commanded to then to love others so that you love one another. By this, all, all meaning the, the world, non-believers, people that are looking on at the church would know that you're my disciples if we love one another. Because unbelievers, they look at us and like, hey, so you're telling us to um, be a part of, of a church and you guys don't even get along. And, and so God wants us to be used as an example that we are diverse people and yet we have unity in, in the spirit of God. In the book of First John chapter four, verse seven, there it says, dear friends, let us, one, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. First John chapter four, verse 20 says, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he 
has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. It's been said, it's been said, when love wires our hearts together, unity will definitely be generated to serve the body of Christ. When love wires our heart together, unity will definitely be generated to serve and to love the body of Christ. And so may we make it our goal, church, individually and collectively, may we make it our goal that we would love and protect the unity of the body of Christ and don't allow a person to use their tongue to cut it up. In a physical sense, if somebody would cut off a body, they would get arrested for an assault. And so we have this law in a, in a physical sense, how much more so in, in a spiritual sense that we wouldn't cut up our, our, our body. Yeah, they, they won't get uh, arrested by our police personnel, but we do pray that they'll get arrested by the Holy Spirit and saying, let's get, let's get along. Let, let's get along is so important. The body of Christ should be coming together to use their different gifts for the purpose of spreading the good news of salvation of Jesus Christ to the entire world. You know, last Easter, um, some of you uh, may have heard and, um, that we, we, were, we were called by a local church, the, the Baptist church, and they said, would uh, Calvary Montclair like to um, connect with us as we're going to walk the community and, um, and we'll just kind of break the city of Montclair in, into like um, segments and then you, you'll take a, a, a segment of it, a part of it, and then we'll take another part of it and, and we'll hand out um, the Jesus DVDs and, and um, invites to our Easter services. And, and, and when we got that invite, we said, absolutely, yes, of course, of course we will. And, and so, um, so we're able to connect uh, with um, the Bible teaching church and uh, another, um, a few other Bible teaching church. And it was so, it was so fruitful. I know that the, the local Baptist church, I, I see on Facebook, they're, they're uh, remodeling some areas. And, and when, I, when it comes up on my feed, I make an attempt to comment on it. I'm like, that's so awesome. Congratulations, you go for it. And uh, because we're not in competition with them, they're not in competition with us. They're, they're, they're my, our brothers in the Lord. Why? Because they hold to the essentials of, of the Christian faith. And we'll speak about that later and what are the essentials of Christian faith because we shouldn't have sloppy agape either. And so it's important to, to hold to the fundamentals. And, um, and, then, and we could have conversations on the secondary issues um, over a cappuccino if you want. The, the second point that Paul makes about the diversity and the unity of the body of Christ in this portion of scripture, we see in verse 13 that, that Paul reminds us how we became members of the universal body of Christ, how we became members of the body of Christ. And verse 13 uh, shares that, uh, that point with us. Paul points that out. For by one spirit, we were all, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So we are all in the spirit because of our shared faith, because of our shared faith that we have in Jesus Christ. We, we came to faith in Jesus Christ. And then um, we, we, we got water baptized as we follow, follow Jesus. And, and, and so we are one in him. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says, You are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is now 
neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You see, the reason why Paul is reiterating this in this portion of scripture um, to, the, to the Corinthians, because um, our brothers and sisters back in the day, they, they didn't get along. They suffered from with division. They had division going on within their congregation, within their church. And what they were doing is they were drawing a line in the sand with other born-again Christians. With other born-again Christians, and they were all in Christ. But they were saying, no, you are of this group, and I'm of this group. And they did that. So Paul addressed that. We know that according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Paul writes, now I beseech you. The word beseech means beg or plead. So Paul's saying, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's by his name, not by my, my name, but by his name, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions amongst you and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me of you, my brethren, by those of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions amongst you. Now this I say, that every one of you says, I am of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, or I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized into the name of Paul? You know, the, the, the body of Christ Collectively, we should be standing together against the real enemy, the devil. Since unity is a strength, since unity is a strength, the enemy does his best to promote separation. And the church is falling for that tactic. The church is falling for the tactic from the enemy to divide and to separate. The Bible teaches that God des desires us to dwell together in peace and unity. Psalms 131. Three, verse 1, 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 says, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Unity is of utmost importance in the body of Christ. And when we don't exercise it, our Father is grieved. Our Father is grieved. I read a story about a little girl a little girl, and for three years, she was the only child. Now, she knew nothing about sharing. There was no competition for her until her baby sister came. And now the attention was being shared. One day, the, the father of the two girls, uh, he walked into the nursery to find the older daughter looking at her baby sister. The, other, the older daughter looked at her baby sister, got her right hand, and slapped her little baby sister's hand. As the attention now is being divided with her too. Needless to say, this little girl did not go, go without getting punished when her dad saw that, because she had a heart issue. For we know out of the heart flows the issues of life. And so when we lack love and unity as members of the body of Christ, so too our Father is grieved as we go around slapping other people's hands. Number three and verse 14. Number three and verse 14, Paul reminds us that unity is expressed in diversity. Unity, this is so beautiful about, 
this world we live in, it's expressed through diversity. Notice that with me in verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but notice member, but, but many. It's diverse, but many. There's great diversity in the members of the body of Christ, both in appearance and both in function. Yet each one have a common root in Christ and a common goal to share Christ with others. It's important that that will take place. That there shouldn't be any competition. There, there shouldn't be anyone that's, that's um, out there um, sharing Christ and, and we get offended because they're not part of our group. Jesus spoke about that in Mark chapter 9, verse 38 through 41. I'll just read that portion of scripture to you. Mark 9, verse 38 through 41. This is a very important scripture to know. Now, John answers saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbid him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. And this is a part two to know. For he who is not against us is on our side. For he who is not against us is on our side. The fact is there are people who function ministry different from us. That's just true. They approach ministry different from us and that's perfectly fine. And they are on our side and this is real important to know, if they hold on to the essentials of Christianity, if they hold on to the essentials of Christianity, what are the essentials of Christianity? There's eight of them. There's eight of them. If a person says, I'm a Christian, you believe these eight things. Otherwise, you will be considered to be an occult. You believe there's eight fundamentals of Christianity or 80 centers of Christianity. Number one, we believe in the authority of scripture. God's word is the, the final authority, the word of God. Number one, we believe in the authority of scripture. Number two, mankind's fallen condition. We believe in mankind's fallen condition for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We need a, we're sinners, we need a savior. So secondly, mankind's fallen condition. We, we're sinners, we need a savior. Number three, we universally do to be a, a true follower of Christ. We believe in the two natures of Christ, Jesus being fully God, yet fully man. Fully God, he performed miracles, he, he healed, he, he, he uh, fed five over 5,000 people, and yet he's man, he slept, um, he wept, um, he cared, and, and so he's, he's fully man, and, and he became our example. Next, salvation is by God's grace through faith. You can't earn salvation. You can't, you can't buy salvation. It's, it's salvation is a free gift from God. Salvation is by God's grace through faith. And then the Trinity. We believe in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's an important point that we believe in. That's part of the eight essentials. Next, the atonement of Christ. We believe that Jesus died in our place as a sacrifice and brought us at one mint. Atonement, you could break that word into three words, at one mint. We're at one with, with, with the Lord now, with God, because the veil has been ripped from the top to the bottom. See, religion is man's ways from the bottom to the top. They have to do something. Christ has done it for us already. So we rest in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ. And now we don't only rest there. We're saying, oh, Christ just did it all for me. No, we praise him. We thank him. And we're not insecure on where we stand with our Savior. We're secure on where we stand with our Savior. That I'm heaven bound 
because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. And then we believe in heaven and hell. There is a heaven and there is a hell for Christ rejecting people. Hell is for Christ rejecting people. And then lastly, the body resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus rose from the grave. So we have the authority of scripture, mankind's fallen condition, the two natures of, of Jesus, fully God and yeah, fully man. Salvation is by God's grace through faith, the Trinity, the atonement of Christ, heaven and hell, and finally the body resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if a church down the street holds these eight essentials of Christianity, we're brothers, we're, we're sisters in Christ Jesus. It's not a competition, it's not a, a comparison. And we, we don't slap their, their hand because they're getting a little, little bit more attention than, than we are, are, are not. It's been said, in essentials equals unity. In essentials equals unity. In non-essentials equals liberty. In non-essentials equals liberty. In all things, charity. In all things, charity. So why does division happen in the body of Christ? Why, why does the, the Holy Spirit grieve when, when there's division in the body of Christ? I, I think it's like the story that we read in Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through, through, through 41. You, you have disciples, you have followers of, of the Lord, and, and they have their positions. They, they've been at it for a while. They've been following Christ. Hey, we've been following Christ for, for over three years. And, and, and so, wait, this guy's over here, and he's performing miracles. He's, be, he's being used um, as a, uh, also a follower of Christ. And, um, and so what can take place is that the, the followers of Christ, those that were, were following Jesus, they could get threatened of their position. They, they, they could get um, insecure. They could get jealous. And, and the disciples did. If the disciples did that, that naturally can happen over to us, and we need to fight against it. What is the best way to fight against it is to pray for them. It's to rejoice to, with those that are rejoicing and to come alongside of them and, and just say, Way to go. Continue to, to, to do good in Jesus' name. Now, if they're teaching, again, something that's not part of the eight essentials, then there's issues there. Then we, we have to have conversation. You know, they're violating one of the fundamentals of the Christian, the Christian faith. Everything else is, is um, uh, secondary. Everything else, they call it cardinal issues. They're cardinal issues. They're, 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 they're second, um, secondary issues. There's things you could have a, a, a cappuccino over and discuss. Um, over and over and over and over and over again, um, as people have done for thousands, for uh, many, many years. Um, but the essentials we hold on to. And so we want to make sure that we're unified with, with essentials. And the fact of the matter is that we all do matter, and we need the diversity of the body of Christ. We do need the diversity of the body of Christ. So, so there's many members. There's many me members, and they're diverse um, in, in the and their way they express themselves. Now in verses 15 through um, 17, we see number four. Number four, um, we're, it's a fourth reminder. The fourth reminder that we're all part of the body of Christ, that, that each part of the body of Christ is important, important. Paul reminds us that each part of the body is important. Notice with me verses 15 through 17. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And the ear should say, because I'm not in, I, I'm not of the body. It is therefore 
not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? So if the foot felt itself that's not part of the body because it wasn't a hand, the foot would be both foolish and mistaken. And I thank God for, for our foot. Some of you may not thank God for your foot. You're like, I don't really like it. It's not too attractive. <laughs> but with our big toe, if we didn't have our big toe, we couldn't stand properly. And so we need our big toe. We, we, we need our, our hands. We, we, we need our ears so we could hear and, and our nose so, so we could smell. We need these different body parts and, and our body, it's all connected together. It's all unified and, and each part is equally important. The eye is not the most important part. There are some people out in our world, as you know, that, that can't see. And, um, and actually they're, they're waiting for um, the very first person that can see is Jesus when they get to heaven. And they're longing for that day. And there's people that, that can't, can't walk, but they make their ways um, and, and they get around. And, and each part of the body is different and they will tell you that too. All parts are equally important and, and need it. And need it. And it's the same true with the body of Christ. All parts of the body of Christ is, is needed. And all part of the body of Christ, if again, they hold on to the fundamentals of Christianity, they're, they're, they're important also. We're all members of the church. We all use our different gifts and, and we all are called to encourage others. We're all called to encourage others. Remember, there's a great cloud of witnesses in heaven and they're cheering us on. They're cheering on the whole body of Christ. They're, they're, they're encouraging us just to keep at it, keep going, run your race, run your lane. And, and let's join that cloud of witnesses and support one another and to encourage them to run in their lane and, and to be a cheerleader, if you will, for them. Why? Because they're part of the body of Christ. Why? Because Jesus died for them also. He just didn't only die for this particular church. He died for them too, and he, and he loves them. I read about how mountain climbers, and what they do is they, they rope themselves together when they climb a mountain. That way, if one climber should slip and fall, they would not fall to their death. They would be held by another until they regain their footing. And even as they do that, the church ought to be the same way. When one member slips or falls, the other should be holding them up until they regain their footing because we're all roped together in the Lord Jesus Christ by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now the fifth reminder, there's two more. The fifth reminder in verse 18, Paul reminds us that it was the Lord that made us members. It was the Lord that called us to be members. Verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as, notice, he pleased. Just as he's pleased. It's just like a family. And a lot of us, we can't choose our family members. <laughs> Congratulations, they are your family members. <laughs> like it or not, they are yours. In a similar way, we don't choose the family of God. God chooses them. God draws them to salvation. And then we're, we're all one big family in Christ. We're all one big family in Christ. And you may wonder, 
why is a foot a foot or, or a hand a, a hand um, or, or, or within a physical body? You know, it, it's that way because the Lord is the designer and he pleased it that way. And so it's wonderful to know that people are just not um, walking around looking like a hand. <laughs> Could you imagine? Or look, walking around looking like a tongue. That would be kind of freaky. <laughs> kind of like in a, a bizarre movie. But they're, they're different. They, they look different. And, and God didn't make life um, for them to be like abnormal that way. God gave them you know, different, different body parts. And so God too gave us different, different body parts and it was his good pleasure that he, he made it that way um, in the overall body of Christ. Why? Because it pleased the designer. It pleased the designer when, when um, there was brothers down the road and sisters down the road where there too, they are in the word of God and they're studying the scriptures. They do, they do church a little different. You know, maybe they say hallelujah a few more times than us, but that's okay. That, 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 that's okay. Maybe there's some little bit more emotion uh, or not emotion. Um, but what, what matters is that they're not drawing attention to themselves, but drawing attention to the word of God and lifting up Jesus Christ and encouraging them and making people the best loved and taught people that they can. That's what matters. And so the Lord has put us here and, and, um, in different places, and the Lord doesn't make mistakes because it's according to notice His pleasure, how, how He, how He please, and the Lord doesn't make mistakes, and and the Lord is the one that gives us our giftings, and the Lord is the one that that positions us in, in the positions that we're in, and in the churches that that are that are built, um, and so may we serve the Lord freely and please Him. May we serve the Lord freely and please Him. And may our attention always be directed on Jesus Christ. May we please the Lord as he is pleased with us. There's a portion of scripture in John 21, 21. It's a good portion of scripture to know. And this portion of scripture says, but Lord, what about this man? That Jesus said to him, and of course this is Peter. If, I, if it will that he remain till I come, what is that of you? You follow me. So Peter was saying, Lord, what about this guy over here? He's different. He does things different. He looks different. He acts different. He's just unique. And the Lord looks at Peter and saying, what is he to you? You follow me. You follow me. And rest assured, Jesus is big enough to take care of this other person. If he's stepping out of bounds, if he's doing something that um, is is not um, proper, and there are some times too, like the um, um, like in, in scripture, where where the Lord may call you to come along someone else that's stepping out of bounds and doing something that is um, unbiblical or totally fleshy, and the Lord may 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 call you um, and have you to exercise a, a great amount of humility and love towards them and come alongside them because your heart breaks for them and, and you do exercise Matthew 18 and you come to them alone and you share, brother, what, what, what you're doing in, in the church service or, or how you're functioning. Um, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of flesh involved and flesh stinks in the holy nostrils of God and I love you so much that, that I will, um, I will um, 
tell you the truth in love. Can we pray together? And that's how it's supposed to go. That's how it's supposed to happen. And if we're concerned about them, we should call them. I, well, long, a while back, someone said, you know, I'm concerned about a, a person. And I said, you know what? Uh, do you want me to give you the church's number where you could call them and talk to them and share your concern with them? That's the way to do it. And I said, granted, you may not be able to speak to, to this pastor. He may have a, a, a secretary or an assistant, but uh, they'll get back with you. Share your concern with them if, if you think that they're doing something that's wrong. And, and now if it's affecting us, then we will make the, the adjustment uh, if they're teaching something that's, that's um, unbiblical. But call them. And I just think of John 21, 21, where Jesus says, you follow me, you follow me. And may we run in our race and keep our eyes fixed and focused on Jesus and have a heart of unity, a heart to, to love Jesus and love others. And finally, verse 19, Paul reminds us in verse 19 to appreciate the different members of the body of Christ, to appreciate the different members of the body of Christ. And verse 19 says, for if they were all one members where would the body be? Where would the body be? If we were all the same, where would the diversity be in the body of Christ? Where would the hallelujahs be? <laughs> we need them part of the part of Christ. Yeah, I, I know when, when I first came to came to um, to Christ, um, the Lord used a a, a um, assemblies of God um, type church to draw me in as a young as a young um, kid. And, um, I, and I needed that. I needed that, that, that pump, that, 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 that fire, and that, that preaching. Preaching calls people to make a decision, by the way. Teaching causes people to build up. So I needed that preaching initially in, in my life. And then according to Psalm 23, the Lord showed me as a good shepherd, then he led me to greener pastures. And he led me to a church where the Bible is taught thoroughly uh, under Pastor David. And, um, and I learned so much. I grew up and, and um, knowing the scriptures. And, and, and so that happens sometimes where you'll get saved in a place and the Lord draws you on. He's the good shepherd. He will guide his individual sheep where you need to go so you get, get built up in, in, the, in the faith. And that is, that is important to know. And so we need each other. We, we need the, the diversity of the body of Christ. And we need to appreciate the different members of the body of Christ that we're not all the same. And if everyone is a hand, there would be no body and it would look odd and, and we wouldn't be able to do much either without legs, without a face. But praise God, there is a, a worldwide body of Christ. And so today and this week and moving forward, and I know many of you are, are do this already, but let's appreciate. Let's appreciate the different members and 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 um, and and thank God for them. And because it pleases the Lord, and if it pleases the Lord, it should please us too. And let's further God's kingdom together. Amen.